listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, Ricardo Gonsalves here with SBS On The Money for this Tuesday, the 23rd of February 2021. It is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap. Later, tech stocks took a pounding today. Is the run over? We'll tell you more in a few moments. But first, a property and REA group. They're the guys that owns uh, realestate.com.au. It released its property outlook for 2021, including some interesting data about the people that are clicking on its website, including the geographic locations. So for more on that and the outlook for property prices, I spoke earlier with Nerida Connorsby from REA Group. She's the chief economist there. We're starting to see a lot of stimulus come off now. And, you know, these mortgage deferrals are ending. We're about to come off JobKeeper. What's the outlook now for Australian property prices? The outlook for property prices remains very, very strong. So we are heading to a significant date in March. We will have a withdrawal of a lot of the support that was available. However, one of the important things is that jobs are coming back. So we are in a very different position to where we were in September, uh, where it was where there was a lot of concern that we were going to hit a September cliff. Uh, the big area, though, that will be impacted in March will be uh, more so uh, the new housing market, so particularly house and land. So the withdrawal of home builder. Uh, will have an impact on the number of new houses developed. Uh, The other part of the market that will be impacted is the rental market. And what we can see now with unemployment is that it is definitely coming down, but youth unemployment does does remain stuck at about 14%. And we know that the majority of renters in Australia are young people. Uh, They're not really picking up the same benefits of economic growth at this stage that people that that in the same way that people that actually buy houses. So that's with the rental market, right? If we if you take a closer look at at um, you know home prices or house prices, how does it compare for the way house prices will will move this year and and prices for units? What's really interesting in the rental market, particularly those areas that are seeing big drops in rents, is that we're not seeing the same drops in pricing. So a really good example is the Melbourne CBD. Rents have dropped by about 22%, but at the same time, prices have been have risen by about 2%. So it does show that people do have confidence that at some stage, rental, the rental market will recover and there will be there is an expectation that prices will increase. Right now, though, we have definitely seen a switch from inner urban living to outer suburban living. And what we've seen in pricing over the past 12 months is that it is primarily outer suburban areas that have done really well. So places like the Central Coast uh, in Sydney, we moved to Melbourne, Mornington Peninsula, um, pretty much every outer suburban area has experienced better price growth than inner urban areas. So it is taking us back to, you know, the great Australian dream where people wanted bigger homes. It is really pandemic-driven because people are just looking for more space. They're at home more. Uh, They're looking for that extra bedroom, and out-of-suburban areas can offer that. Nerida, there was a time when uh, foreign investors uh, played a big part in the Australian property market, right? Do you see a return to foreign buyer interest, especially when the borders open anyway, and from where and why? At the moment, we are seeing much lower levels of foreign buyer interest in Australian property. So we haven't really seen a return to what we were seeing in around 2017, 2018, where they were a really big driver of the the new apartment market. 
Right now on realestate.com.au, we can see rising levels of search activity coming from places like Hong Kong in particular, places that are going through high COVID cases like the UK and the US. But the one area that does is still missing is property seekers out of China. So they are continuing to decline. Uh, we haven't seen such, high, um, such low levels of search activity from China uh, ever since we've started recording the series. So uh, it is interesting, you know, it does mean that although local investors are returning, we're certainly not going to get to those very high levels of foreign investment at any, at any time soon in Australian property. And do we have any idea why that might be, especially from China? There's lots of things that led to a withdrawal of interest in Australian property. There was a lot of local taxes that were put in uh, across states, so things like vacant property taxes, uh, additional stamp duty for foreign buyers. Uh, there are capital controls for people trying to get money out of China to buy property in Australia. Uh, the big unknown at this stage is uh, the foreign student market, and we, we, we've also, we also saw that where a lot of uh, offshore buyers, particularly Chinese buyers, were looking at were university suburbs. So uh, whether we see a return of foreign students to the same extent as we did prior to the pandemic, it does remain to be, remain to be seen. Nerida Consibi there from REA Group. Let's take a look at the Australian share market now. The S&P ASX 200 finished higher today by 0.9% to 6,839. BHP broke through $50. The banks also did well, including Bank of Queensland, after it successfully raised money for its purchase of MeBank. But those gains came at the expense of tech companies like Afterpay. West Farmers also declined and Seek dropped 7%. It is splitting its business with former CBA boss Ian Arev to become its new CEO. For more on the day's action, I spoke earlier with Deep Data Analytics CEO, Nathan Somersundaram. Nathan, tech stocks were slammed today. Why? Oh, look, it's the reflation trade. Um, it's the bounce in the bond yields that's uh, telling you that uh, multiples are too high and the guys with the biggest multiple gets hit first and that's the tech stocks. Profit reporting season continues. Which ones caught your attention today? Look, I think there's been a number of good quality beats, uh, but the multiples were too high. So they were expecting phenomenal beats in some of these sectors. Um, I think the ones that have been, well, I've been looking at is the value trades that have been missed. Um, and I think one of the, you know, the typical ones were ING that came through recently, um, Tassel Group, the food plays, I, I think still holds up quite well in a reflation cycle uh, and the opening up cycle. So things like O Media, um, which is outdoor media advertising, more people are out and about now and their um, business model has started to turn around in January, February, so it's a turnaround story. The other one is Flight Center, obviously with vaccine playing out. Uh, you've had a pretty solid result from corporate travel and Webjet. I expect uh, Flight Center to come up with a pretty good result as well. Um, any themes that you've noticed when it comes through these earnings or maybe dividends or that sort of thing? Look, I think the main one is obviously reflation and what's happening in the currency. Uh, that's going to overlay you know, most of the macro thematics. Um, obviously, we were you know, in Australia, a lot of the uh, investment has been chasing dividend yields, and we are one of the high yielding thematics in the world. But it's a dangerous game to play when bond yields are bouncing back. Um, we are in a, you know, the first time in 40 years where bond yields are actually breaking out. And this is a massive reflation cycle. So the psyche of the investors have to change. Just chasing a yield will get you into trouble. I think you've got to find stocks that are still growing and can grow their yield over time. 
And the old school investment is buy the banks rather than uh, put the money in the bank. I think that's a dangerous precedence going forward. I think you've got to look at growth stocks. And funnily enough, the miners are the big banks now. The miners are doing well. In a reflation trade, miners do even better. Commodity prices are doing well, hence why the Aussie dollar is higher. Um, so I think you've got to back the miners in the shorter term. Um, look, how long can that story go? I, who knows? Uh, in a reflation cycle, this could go on for a good six months to a year. So I think the shorter term thematic for me is reflation and the miners are the winners. So where do you see the market going? Because it had threatened to, to touch record highs only re- actually a couple of times over the past few months, right? And it hasn't done that. So, so what's your take? Oh, look, I think we're in a pullback cycle. Um, I think the bond market is better at managing risk than equities, and the bond market is telling you take profit. So I think in the shorter term, you've got to be careful. Um, I think there's a big sector switch that's playing out, especially in the US. You're getting out of growth stocks and going into value territory. In Australia, it's not as, um, I suppose, split so much because we've got miners who are pretty cheap. So they kind of hold up quite well. So the risk is more in the US market. I think the US market has a, a decent pullback and that'll, you know, inevitably that'll hit our market. Um, so I'd expect we're all going to slide on a global basis. Valuations are too high. Uh, but over the next three to six months, I think the, the economy is going to go through the real recession um, and and then it'll grind higher. So expect choppiness over the next month or two and then you'll get grind back. and. Uh, I think that's when you start to buy quality. Nathan Somers from Durham there from Deep Data Analytics talking about the markets. That is SBS on the money for this Tuesday. I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Business Ricardo. This SBS on the money podcast is provided for informational purposes only content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. (laughs) 